2: I'm Sam Smoddix. You're listening to The Yellow Block, a Peterborough United podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Jason Neal, one of the co-owners of Peterborough United. I must warn you that The Yellow Block podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. So
3: be warned and enjoy. Welcome to The Yellow Block, a Peterborough United podcast, sponsored by the Mook Classico. I'm Jared, and I am joined by Mr. Matthew Kisby. Good evening. And Nathan Brown. Evening. Are you well, chaps? Good. Yeah, very well. Happy days. Uh, no Sam or Tim this week as they're tied up.
4: Dan still hasn't returned. I can hear, I can hear those dials being turned off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are going to tune out now. Um, yeah,
3: Dan's not back either. Um, he's Well, his mic's broken and the producers forgot to buy him a new one. So he will return at some point. Um, football season is back. Uh, it's good, isn't it? It's nice to be back. Not just because we obviously two wins on the
4: spin, but just football back in general. It's funny. I always think when I, because I go to all the home matches. You know, I enjoy it. By do the you, end yeah. Of the season, Yeah. <laughs> oh, you never <laughs> mention it. Think so. it. I, don't, I hide it well, but I do enjoy it. But um, at the end of the season, you're sort of ready for a break, aren't you? And then about two weeks, sometimes slightly less, into the break, you're thinking, "I'm really missing football." That's the thing about being a posh fan, isn't it? Like you say, <laughs> "Come May, come May, you
3: are ready for that break." Mentally, yeah. yeah, yeah there's a burnout. Definitely. Since recording, we've played two and one two. It's been a long while since we've said that. We'll be talking about Morecambe and Cheltenham, as well as Sammy Smodic's departure, uh, the outputs from the fans' forum, and Kisby's ponytail. How ridiculous is it? That's all coming up on the Yellow Block. Oh! Sensational goal! piling on for football next season! We just wanted to thank everyone for listening to the first episode of the season. It's our most successful preview episode to date. Sam and Nathan proving to be quite the summer signings. Um also shout out to those on the graveyard shift we've done uh we had a delve into the stats and it shows that a lot of listens are in the early hours of the morning so i mean that's a good thing i suppose people on night shifting that and if you know let us know uh where you're listening to it and the thing is though early hours of the morning you're listening to matt kisby's voice Ooh, can you get <laughs> this finished work i'm not so sure um but, yeah, if you are listening in the early hours now, let us know what you're doing. Unless it's something untoward, then, um, yeah, probably don't. Before we begin, let's address something. Um, Nathan, you got called out on Twitter after your first week of being a part of the other blog for being a two-team Tony. Um, <laughs> so, I think let, let's let's just get that out there. Apparently, your Twitter bio, the producer tells me, uh, changed shortly after. So, uh, you got an update for us on that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I've changed it, having been called out. To be fair, I've been called out plenty of times. It's nothing new. Um, but I thought, yeah, to be fair, it was time to, to change it because um, Mate, I don't want to upset May we anybody. ask who the
3: second team is? Uh,
2: especially after today, it's not the greatest question. Uh, United. Um, mainly, oh, and, United. and everybody always goes ahead with the glory hunter thing. Um, but it was more just because I used to love Beckham as a kid when I watched England games. So, quite frankly, he could have played for Huddersfield and I'd have supported them. And um, we
3: all love Beckham growing well, apart from Kisby, of course, because he's he's um 60 years old, so he wouldn't have
2: at least he's had one of his haircuts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so yeah, Man United fan as well, but we'll we'll forgive you for that, Nathan. Um, so cheers. The, the ratings are good last week, so you're about for a bit longer. Um, <laughs> Steve Dilley got in touch, he said, Great pod, as always, lads, and welcome back. You were never going away, were you? Um, well, I think we was, to be fair. Was, you know, but we're back, and that's the main thing. Looking forward to this season, as are we, Steve. Hondo McLean. He's, I think Hondo must have been um, one of the first ever listeners to the podcast. He got in touch and said, great listen, and the new hosts fit in really well. Paul Murray said, great show again. Keep it up the good work and up the posh. I want a great lineup, too. Happy days. Dave F got in touch, saying, uh, good opening pod to the 2020, 2022 twenty-three season. It all seemed a bit more structured than usual. Sam and Nathan seem to appear to be excellent additions to the team. Nice one. but that's a bit of a kick in the bollocks to me and you, I isn't it? Say, really? Not a
4: single mention <laughs> of me coming back. Not a single mention. Yeah.
3: And the fact that it seems more structured now, there's two of the people. So what they're yeah. saying is I- it's so much better with the
4: new people than the old
3: people. That's <laughs> yeah. that's
4: just let's let's, let's
3: summarise what they're saying. Uh, Nicholas Atkinson posted on Patreon so thank you for supporting us uh, Nick, appreciate that can we discuss who has taken seat P59 in the London Road End this was the one this is one of the first taken but is bang behind a pillar can we confirm, (laughs) is it Matthew Kisby
4: Kisby, can you confirm put it to bed, do you have seat P59 I don't know, but I am sitting next to a bald bloke That I can confirm. Um, I I did go half an hour early. There's been a little bit of controversy about the safe standing um, from what I gather on social media recently. I thought I'll go like half an hour early because it all flummox me. Like I'm to sit, find a seat. Um, Because last time I went to find it when they did the open day, they hadn't built them yet, which was a typical posh thing, isn't it? Come on down. Look at your seat. Oh, we haven't built it yet, but it'll be in this general area. The producer of this podcast posted a, a screen grab of, well,
3: us all on the call last week, and they, it got some interaction. I've, I was quite worried, to be honest, when I see all the comments. There's many people saying that we didn't look, you know, how they how they thought. Now, I've listened to podcasts in the past where I've never actually seen the the people on it. And yeah, it is always odd when you actually see the faces and associate them with the, with the voices you've been listening to. Um, but the main comment which come through, which I, I loved, was um, Tim's much older than I expected. <laughs>
2: uh, I think
3: there was, there was there was like four or five different comments. And Tim actually <laughs> said on the group chat, he goes, Tim is only, what is he meant to be, Tim, uh, Kisby, 33 or something? If that, I think.
4: Very early 30s, if, yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: she's unbelievable because he, he does look. He looks pickled, doesn't he, bless him? <laughs> <laughs> right, so since we recorded last, and we'll do a big departure, Sammy Smoddix has been sold to Blackburn for a reported, now we've got to say reported because obviously it's undisclosed, um, but it's reported it's 2.5 million. Um, so round the table, Kisby, thoughts on Sammy Smoddix leaving and the, and the reported fee?
4: I went off. I was a big fan of him two seasons ago in League One. I thought he was a really good League One player, and I thought he had the potential to be much, much better. Um, I he was a type of player like I went off in quite a lot last season because he wasn't very good, but it wasn't so much that because none of them were any good last season. It was his attitude a little bit that I I don't like it when players seem to be very happy when managers go. You know, you may like or not like a manager. You may agree or disagree with their tactical, you know, how they're playing the tactics of the team. That's immaterial. You still give your best for that team, even if you don't agree with the manager. And I think he was a bit, well, I'm a bit too good for this team and I'm a bit too good for this manager. And there was a little bit of that coming through, I think. And I think he was very happy when Fergie left. So I went right off him, to be honest with you. Having said that, he was going to be, or would have been, a very, very, very good player for us in League 1. So I'm sorry to see him go, because I think he would have been very good for us this season, very good. Um, Whether he's a championship quality player, I I still think he has weaknesses in his game. And having said that, he played for Blackburn and scored yesterday, didn't he? So he couldn't have been too bad. A good player, yes, a good player. Perhaps the attitude I didn't like so much towards the end, but he will be a miss for us in this league, because he he would have (laughs) Been a very, very, very good league-woman player, there's no two ways about that.
2: Ultimately, obviously, it's always a shame to see a well-liked player go. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with the, the whole attitude thing. I think any player that's not getting played is ultimately going to want to leave. And I think that, that's par for the course. And, you know, the fact that his attitude obviously changed when he was getting minutes just shows that, that he was a player that just wanted to play. And, and ultimately, that's kind of what you want from from any player, really. I think ultimately it is a shame as well I think he'd have been a very very good player for us this year you know ultimately would have scored 10 15 goals at least I think we also just have to remember what a good job he did for us in in terms of getting us promoted. I think he did score seven last year which is still not bad for a, a relegated side um and also for a player that you know didn't start week in week out. I think also it, it says a lot about his mentality that that you know he, he started last week even though you know knowing that the transfer was going to go through. You know, he was in the right mindset to play the game, played well, I thought, especially second half, you know, started off the move for, for one of the goals as well. I think it's a shame he's gone, but, you know, for, for that fee, you know, it's, it's a good move for him, maybe a good for, move for the club as well.
4: I wouldn't want to touch a player with a barge pole if he can't cope with being dropped. It's all the way of saying everyone wants to play, of course they do, but there are times where you're not playing well so you might need to be dropped or you're not playing because you don't fit into the tactical side of things you can't just then have a hissy fit you've got to be professional off the pitch as well and I think perhaps that's where he fell down a little bit I I agree very good player I'd have him in our team all day long but I just feel I like players who can deal with disappointment you know we're all adults in this world sometimes you don't get what you want and you've got to be able, able to deal with that and yeah he might be dropped because you're not playing very well. And I think that was fair comment for, for smodics last season. Um But you want that very professional attitude, don't you? I mean, yeah, you can't stop him, you know, going on to bigger and better things. And good luck to him, you know, and he did do well for us. There's no two ways about that. Um, and he is a big loss to us, I think, as, as, as a player. I see both, both sides of that. I think...
3: I think you're referring to Kisby. I think he liked the post, didn't he, and probably shared it or something when, when Fergie yeah. uh, resigned. So, yeah, I, I mean, I weren't a fan of that. I was a fan of him as as a footballer, like you say, Kisby. Um, hmm. League One plays top, top end. Championship still unproven. This will be his third attempt at the championship. So, if he doesn't get it right now, I think that will be probably him in League One. Um, so, yeah, definitely one of our better players. So, it is a shame to lose him. However, the fee... I think if it is two and a half, which again we just don't know, I I'm more than happy that I think that is it. That's very high, no. I really do, because um, obviously, like we've just said, he's he is improving at championship level. So no, for me, disappointing to see him go. Wish him all the best. I think, I think he's one of the players to, you know, who were good to have in the dressing room, as, as cliche as that sounds. He was one of them vibrant, you know. He was a fun personality. So it's a shame to see him go. But I think the club are looking at. Bringing in they've got a short list of three or four they want to replace him with so we will see on that one and let's listen to Tim Stoodley's comments
1: hey lads sorry I can't be there to record this episode with you I am far too busy working and helping the members of our community when they need it and when I say working the reality is I'm probably sat outside a hospital somewhere waiting to offload a patient but in any case I can't be there today. And I'm gutted because there's such a positive vibe around the club at the moment. And I totally wanted to be part of that. We talked about um, the summer transfer window and how wonderful that had been for us. And it was a, a five-star summer and the best that we'd had in the Mac era. And I wondered if Sammy Smodic's departure would put a, a blight on that, whether that would change anything. My thoughts with Sammy leaving? He's a great guy. He's the sort of character that you would want at the club. A wonderful personality and you can never fault his work rate. However, he is an average League One player in my opinion. He's great and I would rather have him in the team this season. But if the fees that have been reported are true, we've had Blackburn's pants down there, haven't we? He's a player that, and I know Kisby said this on the last episode, he's a player that will play up to the occasion. And I knew that he would score on his debut. You guys know that I put money on this because he's that kind of player. Big game, Sammy Smodics will turn up, which is great. The problem is it's the other 45 games in the season. I don't think we need to panic. I think this is a good transfer window still for us. And for that sort of money, I'm happy to take that, I think. The thing that's annoyed me a little bit about Sammy's departure is the fact that club legend has been branded around loads on social media. I keep seeing people saying, he's a club legend, he's a club legend, he should be, should be you know, name up in lights, he should have the stadium named after him. Well, being a nice guy doesn't make you a club legend, I don't think. I think because he has charisma, which is quite short in footballers these days, he's sort of seen upon more favourably than perhaps his ability suggests, but hey, that's just my opinion. And whilst I'm gutted that he's he's not an option for us this season for that sort of money, for me, it's a no. no uh, it, there's no questions to be asked with Sammy leaving.
3: Did Tim record that <laughs> for just waking up? Is he drowsy, or maybe uh, <laughs> some of his um, some of his patients' medication? Just touching on touching on what Tim said, I, I disagree in the sense where I don't think he's an average league one player. I do think he, he's top end. No, I, I yeah, agree with I him think... with the fee. I think that the fee, yeah, w- yeah. We've, we've certainly got a good deal there. So. Uh, Yeah, the legend thing, again, I've seen that a lot. I know Darren called him it. And no, for me, you know, he's not, he was part of a promotion winning squad. So he's always going to be, you know, looked upon fondly. But I
4: think legend, no, I'm not not having that. I think he's calling him a legend, though, because he he was all right. He was good, but he didn't play that long for us, did he? And I think some of that comes
2: from obviously what he did during lockdown when there was um, one of the young fans that was sort of having some mental health issues um and he sort of reached out to him i think some of it comes from that which you know rightly so if if you know he's ultimately you know helped someone get back on the right side of oh, things oh yeah. yeah
3: legend of a man possibly but like yeah. if we if we're talking yeah. um you know solely football wise what he's done for the club don't get me wrong you can see he's a cracking cracking fella and like you say that thing he did with with a fan is yeah you don't see much of that nowadays so that no, you can't yeah. fault him brilliant um but yeah what he did on the pitch i think a tough one but like tim said in his clip I think people see like you just said Nathan the things he did are outside of football and maybe you know that goes goes with him as well so no brilliant player for me and I'm sad to see him go but if the pit, if the fee is correct then I think the club have done uh, done the right thing and again touching on the transfer window yes it's been a good window and for me it's still been a brilliant window this you know unless we lose a you know, Johnson Clark Harris or someone like that. So no, I'm still more than happy with, with how the window's gone so far. The fans forum. Did, uh, did any of you go? Kisby, is that the summit you'd go to? No. No, I I only say that because when they pan out on the uh, YouTube video, everyone's like at least 86. So I thought you'd, uh, I thought you'd be in there. (laughs)
4: Um, Do you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem going to one. I have to say, it, I don't know why I don't. D- does it cost money? Is that the reason I don't go? I don't know. I've, it's like two pounds for charity. Ah, yes. Now we're finding <laughs> the reason why. Um, it, that's well, well out of my price range by by two pounds. <laughs>
2: it's a shame to hear that that Dara sort of said. You know he's going to get us promoted and then you know jump ship and that's going to be a shame because I think you know he's he's ultimately been been the owner that's that's pushed us this far and, and made us been this successful in in sort of my lifetime anyway, um, so that was kind of something that did alarm me slightly. I must admit. I, was I think gonna... you have to take
4: everything with a pinch of salt. What Dara says, though, don't you? Just like oh, absolutely.
3: No, that's what I was going to touch on, um, because obviously that's that's the main headline that comes from it, and I think that was what disappointed me. I've I've said from the start I've had my disagreements with him in the past, but I've got a lot of respect for Darren McCann, and I want him to be the club owner, club chairman for many years to come. I am a fan of him, um, but I do wish he wouldn't. Don't get me wrong, he was very honest throughout throughout the forum, and he. You know some of the questions at Re Stadium, he just batted it away. So look, it's not my domain. I, I don't deal with that side of it, and that probably wasn't what the fan wanted to hear. But he was honest and said, look, it's not my it's not my business now. Um, yeah. he, he, you know, his football side of it is purely his thing. So fair enough. But I just think with the, I mean, I know he said it before, and that, you know, I'll get us up and then leave. There is a feel good vibe around the club at the minute, and I just think that I don't know about you, Nathan. I just think it it, it puts a bit of a cloud over it doesn't it because then you then you're casting casting the net nine months time and thinking right we're up and then are we going to be in a position where we're up and you know uh 50 shareholders has left and you know we're starting again in the championship which would be disastrous um so yeah i'm not a fan of that i wish you know i wish he wouldn't have said that but if if that's what he's going to do we'll see but like you say kisby um pinch of salt with some of it possibly
4: I mean you can debate about all these sorts of things hypothetically till the cows come home and, and it's pointless isn't it? You deal with with the reality of the situation at the moment, you know, we've got three owners at the moment. You you work on that premise going forward sort of thing. You know, what people say and what actually happens can often be very different. Yeah, another
3: interesting bit of news that came out of it was uh the CEO of the football club David Payton uh is is not in the building. He's he's away from the club um and won't be returning anytime soon. That's it. it just seemed very, very odd. I don't know what you thought of that, Nathan.
2: Yeah, that, that was something I I did know. It obviously is a worry because you haven't got technically an acting CEO there. Um, obviously I know Darren mentioned that, um, you know, there was someone else that kind of done a sort of caretaker job in, in the role. Um, but yeah, it it seems obviously a, a little bit strange considering, you know, he's only been there since I think it was January. Was it around then? Um, but, yeah, I guess time's going to have to tell with that one.
3: No, I think naturally you presume the worst, don't you, with things like that, when someone just disappears. And say nothing, Kisby, by the way. When someone just disappears from the role they're doing. And, yeah, let's move on, because I know what he's going to say. According to Darren McAntony, um, the Peterborough United squad is worth £40 million. Um, now, Kisby's already laughing at that. I think, I think it, the worth is whatever you... Value it yourself. I think I think that's more right. of a an opinion. Um, and one thing that I would say about Dara is he's always got good fees. Um I've transfer market value at ten million, Dara at 40. I would put it somewhere in the middle. And um, ten million's nonsense, because I think we could get ten million for a player or two without, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, I think forty might be a bit a bit high. Um, but yeah, there's 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 assets in this squad for sure, isn't there?
4: It's a very solid squad isn't it? It's a very solid team. You, you you look at it and you think there's no major major upcoming young stars as such. Um but you Ron, think there's Ron, hmm? Ronnie Edwards
2: Ricky Harris
4: Apart, apart apart from edwards and i'm still i'm still not sold on any of our defenders edwards included being mega stars to be honest with you but i i would argue that there's no like proven players that are only 21 22 23 that we could flog off for a mega mega amount of money there's a lot of solid players in that team there's a lot of Good players that are perhaps coming towards their peak or if not at their peak, sort of thing, say JCH, for example. Um, But there's not a player you can look at and think, yeah, apart from Edwards, perhaps, that he's going to go for big money because he's proved and proven and he's young, sort of thing. Um, So I'd I'd agree with what you've said, Gerard, about the sort of price of of, of our squad.
3: So let's go to the first game of the season, uh, season opener away at them
2: I thought first half we, we just didn't really get going did we um, and probably deserved to be a couple of goals down as, as it turned out to be and then obviously the rockets gone in at half time and um, you know we've come out of it with with a really really good win um, and I think it's it's you know great for simply for the fact that we've shown that we can come back from a couple of goals down you know the man, mentality is there I think you know to win your opening opening game is is really really important um you know I think it was it was just yeah, it was a solid performance in the second half. I think obviously we need to just maybe try and write off the first half performance, um, and just take the confidence in in that first game as as we did in, into the second game uh, yesterday.
3: Well, me and Kisby, we caught a quick flight to Tunisia to watch the game. Um, he brought some of his out of date snacks, um, and yeah, we watched we watched it together. Um, Kisby was incredibly okay. negative. It says on their script actually, did, Mac, did Matt Kisby write off the season at half time? Yes, is the answer. This you know team what? is it's not going to be good enough. We're not
4: going to go up. League two, you know, League two. Do you know what? I'd written off our keeper before he even. Oh, he even he's, a I thought, he's a child.
3: He's a I child. He's a child that's been my stretched. God. That's all it's going
4: to be awful, awful. I tell you what, that first half was the worst I've seen us play, and I'm including last season in the championship. For for many a season, we were that awful in the first half. We were
1: Just defending awful, and,
4: and forget about it being two nil. It should have been four nil. There was two golden opportunities where they should have put the ball away, Cheltenham, and. and Obviously, if they had, that had been four 0 and it would have been game over. We were that awful against a team that, let's face it, is not going to be that great this season. Yeah, they might be a mid-table team, but I, I very much doubt they'll be in the sort of top six. I'd be surprised if they are. Um, and they were, and they played us off the park. We were so bad, so bad, and our defence looked woeful, woeful in that first half. And I had yes written us off um at half time because I thought if we play like this, and i was I was genuinely shocked how bad we were in that first half because i I was going into this season like I think everyone was really confident i thought we will be a very strong team at this at this level of football and we just looked awful in in every department but especially in the defense and as i say we were lucky to go in at 2-0 down i said at half time i've seen many 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 games where a team goes in 2-0 up and and finishes the game 2-2 i've seen millions of games like that in my time So it's not that unusual for a team to come back in the second half, but it is quite unusual for a team to come back and win. And I think that bodes very, very, very well for this season because I think there'll be a lot of times where we're perhaps not firing on all cylinders, but if we can show that heart and soul that we showed second half, and I thought it was a brilliant comeback, I really did. Um, And I think we were just about worthy of it. And I will say about the keeper, he made... One or two really <coughs> crucial saves in that first game, and, and um, which secured us the points. And okay, it wasn't so important on Saturday, but he made one or two really, really good quality saves in that game as well. Not so important, I don't think, but
3: going back to the lineup, I know me and you, Kisby, we it looked a bit disjointed before they even got out, didn't it? With um, I think Knight was at right back, and um, obviously, yeah, we was playing more you know, with wingers obviously Jay Jones on the wing as well, which I'm I'm a big fan of. I think he, he'll come good there. But it was just very frustrating that you know we didn't get Jack Marriott and Clark Harris into
4: the lineup. And I think it you know absolute McCann's... madness not to play Marriott. The best, probably the best technical striker in League One, leaving him on the bench, what sort of strategy is that? Well, and That is I think, is, I think that is his I'll, his, I'll get I'll get quoted on this, I right? know. But if he hadn't been
3: on the pitch, he wouldn't have scored. Good. Sorry, if he hadn't been on the, the pitch, he wouldn't have scored. The, Amazing. My, no, my my thoughts on it was very much that I, I'm a massive fan of Jack Marriott, and I think you know we we have to have them two playing. And when he did come on, obviously the game changed, didn't it? It was obviously him and him and JCH got the goals. And for me. Again, this shows it with Jay-Z Hayes that Ward he's well. gonna be he is gonna be that player who can roll his sleeves up and dig us out the shit. and which he did he did on the first game of the season. So no, um poor performance first half. I think the defence, like you said, was was really worrying. It's like um If that would have been a Championship team, we'd have been four or five nil down because they, Mm -hmm. they, you know, they weren't that clinical. They did miss a lot of chances as well, and they got a good striker in Alfie May. So um, it could have been a lot worse. We did get let off a little bit, but like I said to you, Matt, when was watching it, it's in the Championship you go one, well, one nil down, but two, certainly two, is game over. But in League One, we know we can go two, or even say three nil, and you know you've got that chance because with the firepower we've got is outrageous. But we have to be playing them and. Um obviously we're gonna t- we're gonna to touch on uh on Morecambe, which which obviously those two started and um so yeah it'll be interesting. But um Tim Stoodley, do you know what he's not on the podcast, but he's got comments all over. Let's listen to see what he said.
1: Well, you, this Danny. was a great game to watch. I mean, by half time that was it, season was over, we're going down into league two, the world's gonna <laughs> end, D should leave. But second half showed something really, I think, really encouraging, not just because of the performance, but there's one massive difference already between that half of football and last season. And that was that our manager had a plan B. Our manager was able to adapt, improvise and overcome. And we did not see that under Darren Ferguson last year. I know it's unfair to keep making these comparisons, but it's the truth. Darren Ferguson had no plan B, pretty much in all of his time at the club, not just last season. We saw there that Grant McCann was dynamic and was quick and was fluid in his ability to change the tactics, and it paid off. We could see that we had greater firepower than Cheltenham. Cheltenham weren't anything special. We were just really poor in that first half, but we got it absolutely right second half. And that uh, strike partnership between Marriott and JC H has got real potential to just be insane.
3: I think it's a good point there
1: about Tim. Uh
3: with McCann, um with his with his substitutions. They did certainly change the game. But just <laughs> touching on the, the the five the five is it five substitutions you can t- do now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's gonna be a massive plus to all the teams in the league who have, you know, top end quality squad because mm-hmm. say with our bench you, you can completely change the game. We're making they sticking three players on at once. It's it's going to be a game changer for us. And it was, it was Um
4: I think to be fair, what Tim was saying about McCann changing at half time and saying how wonderful McCann was to change it at half time. Well, we were so bad in that first off. He had to, didn't he? He had no option because we were that bad. So it was a case of, it, it was a bit of a no brainer for him. So, I mean he was he was right to do it, of course he was, but we were that bad in the first half. He had to do it. Um, what, what I worried.
2: thought what I thought going into that half time was i I for some reason I don't know why, I just had a feeling we'd go on and win it. I've no idea why. I just thought that Grant would go in and literally just give him a firebomb and basically say just get yourselves back out there and sort it out. Um and that is ultimately what happened. I mean, obviously the substitutions, as we said, you know, changed the game. Um, but I think he whatever he said at half time um done exactly what what it was meant to do um but i i had just this strange idea at a time that we were just going to turn it around i don't know why um i just had a feeling and, and luckily
3: it was it was right we'll be taking a short break now but when we come back we'll be looking back at morecambe and the fixtures upcoming there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care
1: Are you a fan of the Yellow Block? Do you want to hear episodes before the general public? Then get yourself a membership into the Yellow Block Club for just £2.49 per month. You can hear all episodes earlier, get access to behind-the-scenes content and access to our archive, which has got all the old episodes that we don't um, have online anymore. All this while supporting your favourite posh podcast to keep producing great content. Citation is probably needed there throughout the 2022 23 season. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash the yellow block and sign up today. And one disclaimer here, the money that we earn from Patreon does not go towards Jared's Just Eat account, um, despite some rumours that I've seen on Twitter.
3: Yeah, the game itself, um, I was really impressed. I thought we played really, really well. I was... I was more than more than happy. What do you reckon of the uh, the 90 minutes in the three nil win, Nathan?
2: I thought we were great. Yeah. Um, much improved, you know, solid eight out of ten performance really. Um, you know, score three, keep a clean sheet. Um thought goalkeeper looked really, really good again, um, which was was good to see. Um, you know, quite commanding, I thought. Um the one thing I did think was was actually really, really interesting and probably actually is gonna serve us well for the rest of the season was the fact that the two strikers didn't score and, and the goals came from elsewhere. Um, which I think, you know, as I've said, is is going to be a key kind of attribute for us going going into the season. Um, you know, I think Ben Thompson looks an absolute brilliant find. I think he's going to be, you know, really energetic kind of box-to-box midfielder. Um, it was good to see Joe Ward get a goal. I think that'll, that'll do wonders for him again. You know, he started the season off really, really well. Um, and, you know, Kipriano, I mean, what a find he is as well. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said to you off off air, Jared, I think he he reminds me a bit of Jack Payne, like a tall Jack Payne. Uh, and you know, he was a, a good player for the few years that we had him. So, yeah, I think all things look really, really good yesterday. And um, you know, I, I think ultimately to to be one of the team or the only team that's that's um, you know got hundred percent record is is going to bode well. I think good start is is never a bad thing. And and obviously, we just need to keep the ball rolling and uh, you know keep winning games.
3: Before you share your thoughts, Kisby, I just wanted to touch on Joe Ward. I think he's personally, I think he's one of our better players, and he's got more potential than than most. I think he's superb, and mm-hmm. he'll be a standout this year. But um, somebody <laughs> messaged him on Twitter. I, I, I think they'd gone to that. Is it the Posh Museum? I think you've been Matt. Um, mm-hmm. and there was a picture of him, and they, in a little kid with a picture of of Joe Ward, and it said something like, "Oh." Um, uh, my son's having a picture with the best right back in League One. And Joe Ward replied saying, I'm not a right back but thanks. I oh, thought, fucking hell.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was a li- little bit harsh. Maybe, maybe yeah. he thought a little bit more into <laughs> the reply that he put on there. But, um, but that's the dangers of social media even, in, in these things. Um, I think, I think, do you know what? I think it was a very professional performance on Saturday. I thought everyone played their part. I thought the keeper made one or two brilliant saves. Actually, I don't think they were important in the overall context of how the game was going to do you know what? In the same way, Jared, that you were saying earlier on um, about when in the Championship, when we went 1-0 down, that was sort of it. When we went 1-0 up in that game, that game was over. We were too strong for them. And it was only it, it was obvious to me that we would score more goals. We would score more goals. And I couldn't see Morecambe <laughs> scoring. And they didn't score. As I say, there were one or two very good saves, to be fair. But... It, I don't think it would even if they had scored it wouldn't affected us. We were just too strong from in every single department and the defense looked slightly better because they just they they couldn't get past our midfield. Our midfield was brilliant and I think Thompson was a man of the match wasn't he and quite rightly so because he was very very good. The one caveat is we've played two probably poorish sides. I think they're not gonna be anywhere near the top. So we've played two push sides. However, as we know with the posh, um we never play well against poor sides. So it does bode well that we okay, let's forget about the first forty five minutes of, of the season because that we weren't great. But we've looked good since I think and we and we were we were far too strong for Mork and would have never have beaten us. Um and like you say Nathan it, it bodes well um that our strikers didn't score actually. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. Like, Great, great posh teams have good midfields. Have great midfields, and they have midfields that can pop up and score goals. Grant McCann himself was was the epitome. Six hours later. Um, but if we have got a good, solid midfield that can knock in one or two goals when our strikers don't score, we're going to score a lot of goals this season. We must play aggressively this season. We must play to our strengths. Our strengths are attacking football. Our strengths are not in defence. So we need to play to our strengths. And our strengths is getting that ball up and letting the midfield, letting the strikers do their thing. That's where we are strong from. We're not strong in defence, even at League One level. We're okay, but I wouldn't say we're I'd strong. Argue, so. I'd argue
3: you don't really need to be though. Like you say, Nathan, with, with, exactly. the, with the goal shared around a little bit and Kipriani, sure. one of the new recruits, I thought he looked really, really good. and yeah. um, yeah. Great... Uh, great goal by Hitman and, and Ben Thompson as well. Like, like you touched on, uh, seriously good. If they can chip in from midfield, which
4: you haven't know, had in a little while, to be honest, um, and not just relying well, on on the, Nathan, on the front too. What, what do you think to Randall? Because I wasn't massively impressed. I know it was a little bit dead when he came on, and it didn't massively impress me. I could say he looks a little bit lightweight. I think. I mean, maybe I'm being um, a little bit hard to base it on. Just I think, you know,
2: yeah. I mean he's he's looked good in pre-season. Obviously I know that's that's not a benchmark for for what, you know, a player's ability is, but he's he's looked solid in pre-season, got a few goals. Um but I think ultimately with with him, um we, he just needs to play games. I think he's he's one of those players that probably needs to play four or five games on the bounce and then you're going to see the real player. Um you know obviously you, you look at him and he reminds me of Grealish in that sort of he's got that mazy sort of jinking run about him, you know, he looks a busy player um i'm not so sure if he's a central attacking midfielder i think he's probably more of a winger if anything um and you know obviously in the system yesterday we weren't necessarily playing um with wingers un- until he came on um but actually as a side note i thought uh, another interesting thing was was that we changed the front three with what was it about 15 minutes left um and that just sort of you know finished the game off for us in terms of they they ran their defense ragged when we when, when we were on the break um, and to be honest, we probably could have nicked another goal. Um, but I think that's going to be a, another key thing is that, you know, we've got strength in depth to be able to change it towards the end of the game, even if we're winning as we were, you know, yesterday, um, bring on a bit of extra pace. I thought Joe Taylor, you know, he looks, you know, dangerous. Um, you know, another pacey player to, to add to that front line. So that was just another thing that I noticed and thought was was really, really good to see.
3: I'll tell you one thing I did notice. I thought the referee was absolutely abysmal. <laughs> He was. He
4: was. Massively
3: great no, the, 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 the Clark Harris thing it, it got ruled for offside when he got hacked down, but it was a back pass. It was it was just absolute yeah.
4: nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to prove my point. What I always say, it, for, it when you're 3-0 up, or 4-0 up, or 5-0 up, it doesn't matter if decisions like that go against you. If you're 1-0 up, it can often matter. Um, So, if my advice, what it's worth, is make sure you're 3-0 up and then it doesn't matter about poor decisions like that. Was it a poor decision? Not it. I, I think it was. I think the referee was was poor. I thought referees were poor last season in, in, the, in the Championship. So I didn't think they were going to be any better in League 1. Um, but it didn't matter, did it? You know, it, 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 we, we all know in football, you can't always be 3-0 up. I and mean, we should have been 4-0. We should have won that 4-0. Easily we should have won that 4-0, I thought. And I sh- I definitely think we should have got a penalty. Um, but it didn't matter, did it? And it wouldn't have mattered if they'd have scored towards the end when um, our keeper made a really good save. Because we we the, the game was, was dead and buried at that, at that point. So if you can ensure that you have scored a few goals and you've got that little bit of a comfort zone and um, it it, it, it ensures that you get what you deserve out of the game sort of thing, I I always think.
3: So, yeah, we're the only team in league 1 with a 100% record so far. But like Kisby said, we've not played any World Beaters yet, but two games in. I think uh, this is certainly... couldn't get a much better start than that. We've shown a bit of grit coming from behind, and we've steamrolled a team as well, playing good football. So, let's see what the coming weeks have to bring. Before the next episode, we'll play Plymouth twice: uh, once in the League Cup and once in the league. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Lincoln at home. Uh, so some some good games there. Um, looking at that, then let's let's discount the the uh, the cup game, which is obviously the next one. So if we go for Plymouth away, Sheffield Wednesday at home and Lincoln at home. How many points are you expecting out of those three
2: games? Uh, Nathan, to you first. Um, I'd say minimum seven, if not nine. I'd like to think we'd, we'd go into those games confident. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we're the only team to have a 100% record so far. So, yeah, we, we should go in it with, with plenty of confidence. Um, we, you know, Plymouth, I think, aren't going to be the side that they were last year. Um, Sheffield Wednesday probably, you know, need to be going up. A, a cover their size so they're going to be, you know, a difficult side to to go up against, and, and obviously one of the the sort of favourites for the league. Um, and then Lincoln, I don't think have, have done too much. Probably going to be sort of mid table, if not maybe pushing for the playoffs. So you know, they're, they're some tough games on on paper, but you know, I'd like to think that at least two wins, and you know, if not maybe a draw in there as well. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd say. Probably about seven seven points roughly.
3: That's what I'm looking at as well. I think
4: seven would be would be good. What about you, Matt? I'll tell you what. If we can get three points against all three of those sides, we're going to have a very, very good season. We really are. We might actually be better than what we think we are. Um, because I think it's always hard, isn't it? Especially early in the season, you get weird results. You do get weird results. And, um it, it, you shouldn't base too much on the first five games. You know, we we, we could possibly win all three of those games, but it doesn't mean that we're suddenly going to finish top of the league sort of thing. Um, they will be stronger sides. Certainly Sheffield Wednesday, I would think would, would be a stronger side. If we can, I know it's at home for us, so we've got a bit of an advantage, but if we can beat a team like Sheffield Wednesday at home, we're not going to have much stiffer opposition, I would argue. Um, and I think we, if we can do well against them, that means we can do well against anybody. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll go on to then steamroll the league, but it it will be really putting our stamp on this on this season on this league very very quickly because uh, you know all of a sudden if we can get like four five six points ahead of other teams. That might be difficult for other teams to get back, sort of thing. Because if they're not quite as good as we think they're going to be, and we're slightly better than what we think we're going to be, then it could be that could be difficult for them to get back into, you know, a league position comparable to us. So I think it'll be interesting one. The next three games. It's it, it's still very early, so you don't read too much into whatever happens. Even if we lose, um, but if we win, that is. All of a sudden, it's a very, very, very positive sign, I think. Because I think that Shepherd Wednesdays, for some reason, is, is the real crucial game out of those three. And what happens there may even be a good sort of um, sign to the rest of the season, I think.
3: Upstep Tim Stoodley.
1: Plymouth up next. I can't do an away day uh, guide for this one because I'm, well, working. I don't know if I mentioned it. <laughs> Hashtag hero. But um, this will be a toughie. I mean, they've they've not pulled up any trees in the opening couple of weekends but we know it's a tough place to go and play football I'm still confident that we'll actually get a result and as much as the likes of Cheltenham and Morecambe you have to win I think if we are serious about our our uh, automatic hopes this year then Plymouth away is it's probably also got to go down as, a, as a, a game you've got to be winning I mean it's not a disaster if you come away from home part with a draw but I think I think we can win this. I see no reason at all why we can't and I'm I'm optimistic. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how Plymouth's set up um, and, and how much they look to control the game rather than counter our threats. But I think a lot of teams this year are going to have that same challenge of knowing whether or not they should stamp their authority or look to nullify the effects of our front line. So I don't know, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm confident about this, which, as you know, for for me is quite unusual. Um, I actually think we'll make a bit of a statement here. I can see uh, another three goals. I do think we'll we'll concede um, with Plymouth. So we'll go 3-1 posh, I think, against Plymouth for the league game. I don't really care about the Cup, so I'm not going to make any major predictions there.
3: Elsewhere in League One, Wayne Rooney's Derby fans uh, were adamant they'd be invincible this season. They lost their second game to Charlton. Milton Keynes lost their first two league games. Uh, That's shocked me, to be honest. Uh, I still think they'll be strong. Um, I think a lot of people are changing their predictions on them now, but I can still see them coming good. And um, There was a red card at Burton Albion as well, within a minute, within the first minute, which is, uh well, I'm surprised Lee Tomlin don't play for them. Talking of to Lee Tomlin, <laughs> did anyone see his ridiculous uh, t- uh, two yellows?
2: It just... Struck me as just typically Tomlin, you know, um, just a bit daft, a bit silly. It also reminded me, do you remember in that second stint he had, um, I think it was one of his first games where he got sent off really early on. Most players wouldn't get involved in that kind of silliness, wouldn't have done something, you know, daft like that. But Lee Tomlin is that kind of maverick character. And, you know, he's he's just, he should know better at his age. But but yeah, um, awesome. it's, it's he's daft.
3: He's pretty much finished now, isn't he? What is he 33? In a recent survey, Peterborough United ranked 22nd best matchday experience in League One. Only better than Cheltenham and Forest Green. Bias aside, you think that's fair? 22nd best ex- matchday experience? I think that's a bit harsh, don't you?
4: Yeah.
2: So we're not-
3: third worst. Is that what you're trying to say, Jared? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're right at the bottom, aren't we?
2: That would have been
4: an easy way to put it, Jared, so we could all understand what the fuck. Well, fucking D- Danny writ it, didn't he?
2: <laughs> no, I, I think the, the match matchday experience is, is fairly good, to be honest. Um, I know that they've sort of made some changes with the food, um, which sort of sounds good. The, the pizza I saw on social media sounds all right. Obviously, I'm yet to try it. But... Nine
3: pounds, Nathan. Nine pounds. Was it? Yeah.
2: Not that I looked into <laughs> it or anything.
3: No, I'll be honest. I think, one, it depends what stand you're in. Obviously, the motor point is a nice stand. Um, I know refreshments are a lot easier to get there. I think if you're in where the yellow block is, and you got them old bus seats, or them ones what have actually got um, testicle holders for you. Um, I'm not so sure on that. I think I think that's a bit rough to be honest. It's, it's leg room is non-existent, and, and and but all food at football is overpriced, isn't it? And at least we're not Forest Green when you have to have a corn pie. So I think it could be worse. I think 20 seconds really harsh to be honest.
4: What the fuck are people going to football for? You're going to football for watch bloody football. Not saying. nowadays, no.
3: Matt. It's all about the match day experience. Uh, yeah. fan engagement. A... That's what it is. That's it. Do you have an opinion on this episode or a general thought about the posh? Head over to the yellowblock.co.uk. You can go to the Have You Say page and either fill in the form or leave a voicemail. Follow us on the socials. We mainly use Twitter, but we're on Facebook and Instagram too. The next standard episode will be in two weeks. See you then. Up the posh.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.